Welcome to Glow Radio. This is the Rich Bitch Academy for all spiritual baddies. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm an unconventional astrologer, top business coach, and social media marketing expert. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about how to embrace a rich CEO mindset. We will discuss everything including business, astrology, manifestation, and more. It's time to break off limiting beliefs and free your best self. Let's dive deep. So I get hundreds, if not thousands, of questions on social media every single day from you guys asking me how to read your own natal chart. So I decided to package all my knowledge into a very simple guide. My 101 guide is the most comprehensive and easy to understand guide that you will find on the internet. It includes everything from the houses to the aspects to degrees and more. So if you are a spiritual baddie, and I know that if you're listening to this podcast, you are definitely a bad bitch. If you want to gain 100% clarity and confidence on your life path and be who you are meant to be so that you can fulfill your highest purpose in this lifetime, click the link in the description and grab my 101 guide now. Hello everyone, welcome to Glow Radio. Today I have a very exciting guest with me. Her name is Megan Rose. She is from LA, or not, she's based in LA right now. And she is a spiritual advisor who combines tarot, astrology, and intuitive healing to bring guidance and clarity. She is also the resident Taroscopes writer for Glamour magazine. And I'm so excited to hear her story today because she is someone who left corporate finance to pursue a path in spiritual healing. And if you guys know me, I love stories about people quitting their jobs. So I'm totally here for it. And I actually discovered her on TikTok, which I love. I love meeting everyone on social media. And her Scorpio stellium definitely allured me in. (laughs) So I'm so excited to just dive in deeper. She is a Virgo sun, Scorpio moon, and Taurus rising. So welcome, Megan. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for having me on Glow Radio. I'm so excited. I'm super excited too. So how about we start off with, tell us more about how you got into astrology and tarot and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So I feel like my initial introduction was a lot like so many people who have an interest in astrology and any other spiritual practice where I was at a point in my life And I feel like I entered this point in my life relatively young. I definitely accredit that to my Scorpio moon and various Scorpio placements um, of just feeling so isolated and having very deep emotions that, you know, was sometimes difficult for other people to hold proper space for or join me in that same capacity. So I went off on 
this journey of self-discovery and astrology for me was a saving grace from a very early age, starting to dissect and understand my natal chart as early as 13 years old. And from that point became a self-studied practice that I've kept up with for more than half of my year now, or half of my life now. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely more than half of the year. It's like an everyday thing. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, So did someone like introduce you to astrology or did you discover it yourself? Like how was that, those first moments? You know, what's funny is that the only thing that comes to mind when people ask me this question is that my grandmother religiously would get me birthstone jewelry. And I think just understanding that there was some level of differentiation um, and unique quality to when I was born led me pretty quickly onward into then understanding September wasn't just a month for sapphire birthstones. It was also a month for Virgo. And of course, as we know, Libra as well. Amazing. So tell us more about your career path. So being in corporate finance, and then you also mentioned that you lived in a really small town before moving to LA. So what was the process of that manifestation? How did you get the the inspiration, the idea that you wanted to quit your job? Yeah, so I grew up in a tiny town called Chichester, New Hampshire, which at the time when I was born and raised there had a population of just about a thousand people in it, which is insane to me now knowing that that amount of people live within a one block radius of my apartment in LA. Um, I didn't really have a deep desire to have an eccentric, spiritually based career up until I hit my breaking point within corporate and private finance. Um, So I did a very traditional path, was super regimented and really believed that your career was just the place where you made money. And at that point, I you know, was raised with a father who started his own company when I was eight years old and, you know, still has that company, but it it was never profitable. You know, we were struggling for most of my life and my mom was working very administrative level roles within different office environments. And I only understood careers as a way to live And it was always paycheck to paycheck. Like my relationship to money and career was so small and so warped for a very long period of my life. So I put myself through college, you know, like knowing that my parents didn't have the financial means to help me in that regard. But I was like, I know that I want more. Mm -hmm. Like that was always the through line. Just like I want more and really drove me to... You know, I was working full-time while I was going to school full-time, paid all of my tuition out of pocket, walked away from school with no school debt, and after four years of what felt like total torture, like a pressure cooker, (laughs) as Scorpio placements love and attract and enjoy in some weird (laughs) sadistic way... I um, I then bought a one-way ticket and moved to Los Angeles two months after I was done with school, 
found a job in Century City and was working for one of the largest West Coast portfolios in the game. I just got this very serendipitous break to get into the corporate environment and private investments as a whole, um, which I felt super fortunate for and was making six figures within the first two and a half years of my adult career. So it was like juggling, you know, like not feeling happy, still knowing that at some level, because then it switched from not wanting more financially, the way that I had grown up desiring more for myself. But then it was like this self-actualized wanting more for myself in terms of joy and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So I worked in private investments until I was 24, 25. And I remember leaving my last job, which was in downtown Los Angeles while I was living up in the valley, turning on GPS and seeing it was going to be a two hour and five minute drive to get home. And I sat in standstill traffic on the 101 and typed out, which I probably shouldn't tell people, but I <laughs> typed out my resignation email on the highway mm. with my car at a complete standstill oh. and received an email back within four hours from my boss being like, we don't even want you to come in for two weeks. You're done. You know, like just so cutthroat. Um, so at that point I was away from corporate, but still not in the groove of what I'm doing now and ended up managing a meditation studio for two years, getting the chance to lead meditation classes at that studio, learned how to read tarot at a professional level at that point and Valentine's day of 2020 quit that job. And I've been working fully for myself in terms of tarot and astrology since then so just past the two-year mark <laughs> amazing that is so awesome yeah. so when you quit your job there like did you have a plan or was it just like this like gut reaction that you needed to do that or how was that moment girl it was probably one of the biggest leaps of faith I've taken in my life like total intuitive guttural mm. urge yeah. to leave with absolutely no plan and like I mentioned I was living up in the valley and I was within walking distance of that meditation studio and only found it by happenstance walking down Ventura Boulevard and I was like whoa a meditation studio that's wild you know like I had had my practice for many years up until that point. But again, like living in that small box of a tiny town that didn't have access to that stuff and then going into a corporate environment where you just don't have time for that stuff. Um, it was this anomaly experience seeing it mm -hmm. in real life. And I do believe that it was one of my first big pivotal manifestations because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that this is not it. And then it was almost like, you know, if someone told me from some fifth dimensional place, like that 
the meditation studio didn't even exist before I quit my corporate job, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. You know, like life doesn't revolve around me and the decisions that I'm making, but it just felt so kismet Mm -hmm. in that way. And I walked in and was like, you know, I don't know how or in what capacity I can work here, but I need to be here. And they were like, oh yeah, you can uh, take a job for minimum wage as our front desk person. And I remember feeling my ego just like shrivel in that moment. Like, you know, I just came from making six figures, had a 4.0 GPA in school. Like my whole life was based around accolades and titles and being at the top of whatever I was doing. So to be at the bottom of the totem pole in a line of work that truly lit me up and made me feel excited was such an ego blow total ego death experience um but it led me exactly to where I am right now yeah (laughs) that is so amazing I'm curious are you familiar with your human design at all I am um and it's funny because you actually had Erin Claire Jones on here and I've gotten a blueprint human design from Aaron. Oh yeah. So I was very excited to see that little uh, connection as well. Oh, that's so cool. Cause I was, I was looking at yours since you sent me your birth chart and if I got it correct, you are a generator, right? With a sacral authority. So I feel like that is just so in alignment. Like how you said that you just had that gut response and you needed to do that. I feel like you were truly acting in alignment with your sacral authority there. Totally. And it's funny too. I'm sure you know this from your own experience and seeing other people's charts and learning about their stories, but the moments, and this is why I love astrology too, the moments where we see in hindsight our stories align with the placements or the labels in these practices, a lot of people look at that as I have no free will. But Mm -hmm. I look at that as you intuitively acted in a way that best suits you and that's so beautiful. Totally. I totally agree with that. Cause I'm like, I always tell my clients and everyone that our intuition comes before astrology and whatever is promised in our astrology, we should intuitively desire that. And that's how everything kind of connects. Totally. Couldn't agree more. So what did you have like a big break moment after you quit your job or was it like a series series of events? How did everything come together? Um, I would say I got that job working the front desk at the meditation studio. And from that point onward, it was just this snowball effect of being blessed or rewarded by the universe for following my gut and again that does not mean that it hasn't come with hardship and confusion and a sense of overwhelm at nearly every twist and turn of this like my credit card was my best buddy for the first (laughs) year and a half that I left my corporate job so I mean I, I say that to have full transparency especially to anybody listening who wants to make the same kind of leap but um you know I took that front desk job and two weeks in we had a management shift that opened up the studio manager role Mm -hmm. so I applied to that took it over 
we had a Reiki teacher not show up for one of her classes and the class was booked out. There was 25 people waiting in the lobby and it was on a day where I didn't have an employee available to work the front desk. So I was working the front desk as the manager. The teacher doesn't show up and I'm a Reiki master. So I call the owner. I'm like, listen, we have 25 people waiting in the lobby. What do you want me to do? And she was like, jump in and lead it. I had never led a class before. I was terrified of public speaking at that point and jumped in. We had so many people after that class reach out and send feedback about how much they loved the class that I ended up getting two regular Reiki classes. Then had another teacher quit their lunchtime break meditation class. So I took that over. And then we had, um, you know, my tarot training with my mentor end and I woke up in this fever dream and I was like, I need to pitch them this idea about a tarot meditation class. So then I auditioned that in front of our management team. They're like, we love it. It ends up being one of the most booked out classes on the schedule week after week after week. Like it was like, I truly felt like I was in a dream. And even at this point, this is something I need to work through. Um, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I'm like, how, how am I so happy and fulfilled with the career that I have? Because like I told you, that was never what I witnessed back home, not just within my home, but really everybody that I had around me, there was just never any subconscious awareness to career meaning happiness or fulfillment in any way. I feel crazy blessed for, for the breakthroughs that I've had. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I feel like the norm is kind of like everyone hates their job and I see like a little bit of a shift from that now, but I can totally relate and just see that in, in society and the people around me. But did you, so looking at your astrology now, can you see some connections or did you like consult your astrology before making any decisions or like what, what is that relationship for you like? Yeah. So with the intense connection of my very like meticulous Virgo energy and then my very intense Scorpio energy, I joke around with my friends now and I'm like, even when I have client sessions, I'm taking notes the entire time through. Like for me, looking at my chart is very mathematical and that's just the way that my brain works. So I would start looking at, you know, the planets that were transiting through my natal houses and, you know, what is that going to look like? How can I translate that? Um, you know, and it, it's tough because my Chiron placement is three degrees away from my sun. Mm. So they're in the same sign of Virgo, but they're in different houses. So I feel that energy come up a lot where I'm like, I know when I start to shine and I start to put myself out there. It's most oftentimes coupled with deep insecurity. Mm and deep fear. So the way that I describe that is like every time that I knew that I needed to make a big jump 
or like something big was going to happen with my career or, you know, even getting the opportunity to write for Glamour. That happened. I, I pitched them the idea of tarot horoscopes in December of 2020, and they let me on as uh, kind of like a feature article. And I was struggling hardcore for money at that point. And I remember running all of the data points on the back end, like finding ways in coding to like get the numbers for their SEO and their foot traffic on that article and sent them over this whole like presentation email. And I was like, listen, I think this would be not only beneficial for me, but really beneficial for your community. And what if we did this on a monthly basis? And by the grace of God or the universe or source, whatever you want to call it, they were like, yeah, let's do it. So it's like, in that huge moment of contraction and being like, am I acting out of lack or do I really want to do this? And having to fight it, right? Like the Chiron and Sun dance that's always going on in, in my chart. And then seeing, you know, the, the way that Virgo planets were lit up at that time too. It's like, it makes sense. Total sense that, that when these moments come up, they are not only very exciting, but they touch on my deepest fears and insecurities. Totally. How did you, so how did you get the contact for Glamour Magazine? Was it completely cold? Like, did you just search for it or how did that happen? I mean, I'm, I'm the first person to say like, the, the real girlies don't gatekeep, you know, mm-hmm. like I was paying $2,500 a month to a PR company that was getting me like crap articles. Like I don't even have a better way to describe it. It was just terrible. And I was paying, you know, LA rent prices on top of that. And I remember them finally landing that. Like that was the one and only article or contact of any type of stature that I had received from that PR company. And this was after months of paying $2,500 a month. Like I was right there about to give up and be like, I cannot work with you guys anymore. Like financially, physically, I cannot work with you guys. And that one feature article came through and they picked it up. They were the one with the contact. I owe them everything in that regard. Um, and then kind of created my own personal relationship with the editor and the team over there. And I was like, if this didn't happen, I was really genuinely about to just be at a point where I, you know, couldn't sustain my life at that point. So yeah, it, it was not a cold email. It was not my doing. Um, and the the rep that I had at that PR company actually ended up leaving shortly after that. So it was this super clean break for both of us. Like for me to be like, listen, I don't want to keep working with the company if she's not here. Mm. But I already had, you know, the monthly placement with them and, and got to keep that relationship, thank God, afterwards. Um 
just kismet, you know, like stuff that you really cannot plan timing wise. That's so wild. I feel like the greatest breakthroughs always happen like that when you're like at the edge and the somehow the universe comes through. And I feel like Chiron is such a big theme, I feel like for me and like my clients and my friends that are into astrology. My I'm a Leo rising and my Chiron is also in Leo. So I do feel that tug there where, you know, my Leo rising wants to shine, but then there's those insecurities. But it's honestly a lifelong kind of battle, but you kind of learn to work with it. And I feel like I love hearing stories about people who just learn how to handle those challenges. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And to be honest, it makes you a more full-bodied human being, in my opinion. Like, I would never wish my past pain or anybody's pain on them. Um, But I think Clarissa Pinkola Estes put it best in Women Who Run With The Wolves, where if we allow our pain to be used as portals of initiation, we're unstoppable at that point. Yeah, for sure. Especially since you have so much Scorpio in your chart, I feel like you're just you know, you're just born for the challenges at this point. But how do you feel about all your Scorpio placements? Like, do you, do you feel like they've impacted you a lot? Which I feel like probably, but how? Yeah. I mean, especially when you look at, um, your moon placement and how that relates to the way that you were parented or nurtured Mm -hmm. or specifically mothered in early childhood, And knowing that that's, when you look at that placement, that it's essentially the lens in which you view nurturing. And I actually just wrote a piece about moon signs for glamour that went up. So I I tried to touch on this there and I'll try to touch on it here. I believe that my view of emotions and receiving love and feeling through the human experience has always been very intense. It's always been very deep, but that's coupled in this almost slingshot way where the deepest, hardest depths that I have experienced in this lifetime have been met, in my opinion, tenfold with the blessings and the joy and the absolute euphoria that I've had the gift of receiving and feeling in this lifetime. Like I have gone and seen parts of the world that I never imagined that I would be able to see. I have loved and been loved in ways that, you know, I wish that I could contain and bottle up and experience for the rest of my life. And I wouldn't trade any of it. There are some people that fear feeling in the intense way that I think my Scorpio placements allow for me to to feel and for me I'm like I wouldn't trade it I wouldn't go back and and trade any of this out they've allowed me to feel so much I love that I definitely love feeling because I'm a Pisces sun mm-hmm. with a Pisces Venus and my son is in the eighth house So I love my Scorpios 
And I think you had a grand trine in your chart, right? A water trine. How does that play out in your life? It's so funny, right? Because it's like my Mars sign is cancer Mm. and it hates being there. Um, But I look at it and it's like, it's so sensual and it's so loving. And it's like the way that I want to push forward is by listening to my gut and my heart. And um, I, I also think in my older age, it's allowed me to relax into how sensitive I am and know like, I don't need to defend that. I don't need to fight that. Like my quickest accessible emotion growing up was anger. And now it's like when I talk to people about my childhood or some of my earlier uh, romantic relationship dynamics, they're like, no way. Like, there's no way you were having screaming matches and packing up all of your stuff at two in the morning. And, you know, I, I look at that placement and my grand trine as a whole. And I'm like, once I finally allowed myself to receive and feel and kind of step more into my divine feminine energy... And not feel like I always had to be pushing and the accolades and the titles. Because that to me is so opposite Mm. of my trying. Like it's trying way too hard to be fiery and masculine. And um, I just don't vibe there. I don't don't feel good there. (laughs) So that's kind of how I relate to that. If that makes sense. No, that's awesome. It's so funny that you mentioned like the feeling you had the most when you're young was anger I feel like I totally relate to that I have Mars square Pluto like I have a lot of inner rage and um yeah it's so funny that you say that you're packing your stuff at 2 a.m that was literally me in my previous toxic relationship that I was in for like 13 years oh my goodness (laughs) so that's a big part of my story and after leaving that was when I started manifesting everything in my life. So I just, it's so funny hearing stories like that from just strong Scorpio placements. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's plutonic in nature. And I love that about astrology too, right? Where it's like me having Scorpio, but you having these kind of hard, challenging aspects to Pluto or, Mm. you know, my eighth house is empty of planets, Mm. but I have so much of that scorpionic tendency. Like I actually kind of feel left out on TikTok a lot because everyone's like, if you don't have eighth house or 12th house placements, like, you know, wish that you were on the psychic bus, but maybe next lifetime. And I'm always like, damn, (laughs) you know, like wishing that I could rewrite my chart just to fit in with everybody. But I'm like, I look at you guys with these natal placements and I'm like, it's, it can be intense. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it's, it's like our soul just kind of chose what's in our chart and all our challenges and things. It's yeah. I just feel like our soul chose it for us. Absolutely. I always give my clients this visual um, I don't know if you used to play with Play-Doh as a kid, mm, but they yeah. have this like 
yellow little toy with a red lever on top. So you would mm. put Play-Doh into the one side and then put those sheets with shapes. I don't in. remember that. Oh, and then you press. Okay, yeah, I press think it I down and that. it would come out into like different shaped spaghettis, essentially. Mm. And I describe to my clients when I'm reading their charts, I'm like, your placements are like that sheet. And they allow your soul, which is like the Play-Doh, to come through in the human realm in, mm. in that way. So it's almost like a lens. It's like a film. It's like a funnel to the way that your soul expresses itself in this lifetime. Nothing more, nothing less. And what I love about that analogy is that it really encapsulates the idea that we all start off the same. Mm-hmm. We just come through and get expressed in human form differently. And your natal chart is kind of describing to you how that blob of a soul chose to come onto mm-hmm. this planet. Yeah, I love that. That's such a cool analogy. And when you were mentioning how like you're trying and just being in that feminine energy it reminded me because I think I saw in your human design that you have all pointing right arrows like you're a quad right and when I saw that I was like wow like it's really meant for you to be in your divine feminine and to just practice being in the flow did did you ever feel like you were working against that before like when you were younger completely and you know this is something that I want to bring to light as well is that we can't deny that there are oppressive forces on this planet And whether that's related around age, gender, sexual orientation, race, socioeconomic standing, like those parts of life are always going to be very real. And when I look at the first, you know, 20 years of my life, I was extremely stunted and almost forced into my masculine energy because we didn't have money because there was no way to relax, because it was always in this survival mode. And, you know, being in the place that I'm in now, I'm not like, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not like in the space to be like, I don't ever worry about money, but I'm at least in a place where the way that I relate to money now is more free. And it allows me to be more free and it allows me to step into a mode of receiving and resting and creating and allowing my emotions and my heart space to guide me more than the desire to do something in order to get the outcome of making money. Like I didn't have the choice in my opinion to be in my feminine Mm. until I was autonomous. Mm -hmm. So it feels amazing now to be at the place where I can make the choice to step into aligned action and a more aligned lifestyle, Um, you know, and give that back to others now through the work Mm -hmm. that I'm doing, which just feels like the ultimate full circle moment. I love how you put that where it's like your relationship to money 
is is better now because I I totally agree with that like in the past I was very I guess always so focused on the material thing or the results but you gotta like heal yourself before you get there or at least a part of it or else even when you get that thing you're not gonna feel satisfied and I feel like that's yeah that's something that I experienced so so much yeah I mean we see it all the time with people who hit the jackpot that's like to me the most exaggerated example of having money but not having a good relationship with money where I think it's something crazy like 80% of people who hit the jackpot Mm. go broke Mm. or, or file bankruptcy afterwards like you're right it doesn't matter if you have it if you don't feel worthy of it totally yeah I agree with that so much because in the past uh, before I became a full-time entrepreneur I had manifested this dream job at the time I was working for like a, a YouTube production company making the most money I've ever made in my life at that time but I wasn't able to save a lot because of my self-sabotaging and just that feeling of lack and not feeling worthy. And I realized that, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really important to, to heal that lack mindset for sure. Completely. And I'm sure that you see this with your clients, but when I witness someone go from lack, whether that's not trusting their intuition, it's not trusting that money's going to flow. It's not trusting that love is going to find them. It's not trusting that they will find a community that they feel fully invested and, and accepted within to a point of abundance where it's like everything that I need, I already have. And even if these things or people leave my life, I will still be okay. And they've made space for something or someone even more aligned. Like watching that progression, it could bring tears to my eyes right now. Like that is to me the most free that you can be as a human being on this planet to trust that you will be okay regardless of what comes. Totally. Yeah, that's so good. I feel like I just had that like, even a deeper realization about that just the other day I was like you really need to trust that no matter what comes up you're going to be able to handle it and that feeling is so freeing because I was listening to I think it was Will Smith talk about how 99% of our worries never happen and that just like blew my Virgo moon mind you know Because it's like, we spend so much time and energy in that space, make ourselves sick over it, make ourselves miserable over it. And, you know, I, I truly do believe, and I hope for this to be true, that at the end of all of it, we get this really potent hindsight moment and this moment of reminiscing over everything that has happened because... I feel like the pinpoints of things that actually occurred are so different from what goes on in the mind, which is why when you can control your mind, you change the whole experience of your life here. Yeah, for sure. It's true power. For sure. That's that's so powerful. That's like true 
Scorpio powerful advice. I'm like, I need to control something. <laughs> and I think it's going to be my perspective from now yeah, on. <laughs> totally, totally. Another question I had was, what do you wish that more people knew about you? Oh my God, that's a great question. Um, I actually was talking with a friend recently and asked him a question, then he asked it back and I kind of choked up and he was like, oh, you're really good at asking them. <laughs> Not so good at being asked. That is one of those questions, Jacqueline. Um, I wish that more people knew truly how much love and desire to love lived inside of me because I feel like there's so much defensiveness and fear and um, a level of discernment that goes on when we meet other people. And I've been told so many times, you know, I thought you were going to be a, a bitch before I got to talk to you, or you're so intimidating, or you have really big energy, you know, like I meet people in person and they're like, oh my God, you're 5'3". Like, I thought you were just shy of six feet. And I'm like, I don't know where this comes from. Um, so I think I, I wish that more people understood how loving and warm I really was because I don't know if that always comes out at first way better in one-on-one -on -one settings with people than I am in groups and I think it's um I think it's because of that kind of hard outer shell mm. that comes out when I'm not in a safe space totally that's so Scorpio too like I feel like that's very misunderstood about Scorpios like I have a lot of Scorpio friends and sometimes like strangers might think they're intimidating just because that's how they look like but on the inside they're just warm fuzzy teddy bears <laughs> oh yeah like such softies and it is it's a confusing space to be in when you know yourself to be a certain way but it's not perceived like that like the archetypical story of the ugly duckling comes up I feel like a, a lot for Scorpio placements where there's a struggle to feel seen and understood by the masses or, or their community or whoever it is. And then once they find their sure footing and their aligned tribe, it's like, oh, you've been a swan this whole time. People just didn't understand why your feathers looked like that. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So we are coming close to the end of the podcast now, but I am curious to know, like, what, what are your next kind of goals or plans coming out? Like, what do you want to tell people? Yeah, so I, of course, write the monthly taroscopes for Glamour. I would love for people to keep up with those and any of the articles that come out. Um, I have my own modality called Unearth which combines all of the spiritual modalities, tarot, astrology, meditation, sound, healing, Reiki, um, for a 
tailored experience of subconscious healing that I'm really stoked on. And it's, um, it's just been so transformational for people since I finally released that. And I have recently started writing my memoir. So keep eyes and ears peeled for that when it finally gets released. Um, but I'm ready to kind of alchemize the things that I've been through and hopefully help people through the lens of these spiritual practices as they find their way in connecting not only with their own selves, but with everyone around them. That sounds so exciting. Everything. Oh my God. I love sound healing. So definitely going to check that out. But So where is the best place for people to connect with you? What are your links? So my website is themeganrose.com and you can find me on all socials at the underscore Megan Rose. And that is my only page. <laughs> I've had so many imposter mm -hmm. impersonator accounts as I'm sure many other people in the spiritual community have. Um, but that's my one and only page. Awesome. Yeah, those scammers are just relentless. But yeah. <laughs> amazing well thank you so much for joining me today I really enjoyed that conversation I just love connecting with other people in the spiritual realm so thank you so much thank you for having me Jacqueline this is so fun thank you so much for listening to glow radio if you are enjoying the podcast make sure to take a screenshot share it on your stories and tag me so that I can re-share it you can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.